Welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan coming to you from Australia and I am really delighted to bring you this episode. And I thought this week what I would go into is how to hire a makeup artist for your personal brand photo shoots. Because one thing that I get asked repeatedly and comes up inside of my breakthrough program is the hiring of makeup artists. And as I said last week, it has become an integral part of my experiences having a makeup artist as part of the journey of my photo shoot and part of the experience on the day. And I think my relationship to having a makeup artist probably dates back to being a wedding photographer because I'd show up and obviously the girls would look immaculate and it just really makes it a lot easier when the skin tones and all of those sorts of things are, you know, well taken care of, let's say. And also that the client feels super confident in herself. And I have to say that, you know, back in the day and even today, all the makeup artists that I work with, most of them end up becoming my friends. And so I do believe that it's really important for you to get the relationship right from the start because your makeup artists can end up becoming an extension of your team and they're representing you and your business. Like if they make a mistake, let's face it, it's on you a lot of the time. If, if the makeup doesn't look great, you're the one that chose them if, if that's the way that you choose to go. So I think that it's really important to be clear about your expectations before you hire them, before the photo shoot, so that that way you can make sure that, you know, that the relationship is good from the get-go. My mum always said to me that you should start as you mean to finish. And I think that if you're really clear about what you're after from people, it makes it a lot easier for them. Now, when you're hiring a makeup artist, you do have a lot of options to choose from um, in terms of how you hire and employ or contract or bring a makeup artist into the experience. So obviously number one is the clients can do it themselves. Okay. So you can maybe give them some different makeup artists or they can choose their own if they've got one or they can do their own. Okay. So obviously that's an option if they feel like they're really good at makeup. I'm a little bit skeptical sometimes about the person doing their own makeup. I haven't had the best experiences with that because I find that they don't know how to do photo makeup. So I'm always really encouraging them to make sure that they get it done through us. But if you're confident that the person, you know, you've seen them, they look good, they look like they do a good job for themselves, then you can let them do it their own. Or as I said, they can book it themselves. The second thing that you can do, and I know a lot of photographers that I've coached in the past have done this, is that they send their clients to an external business where the client gets their makeup done on campus at that person's business. So they might go to a salon or they might go to that makeup artist's house or that makeup artist will go to their house beforehand, but it is organized by the photographer. Okay, so you're still hiring them as a contractor. And the other option you've got is to organize somebody to come into your space to be able to get the clients ready. And so in this model, this is the way that I do it. Effectively, the the makeup artist becomes a representative, as I said earlier, of your team, but they also become an employee of yours. Okay. So I think it's really important for you to understand that because I feel like a lot of the photographers that I've been talking to maybe feel 
like they don't have a voice, like they're hiring a professional and perhaps that they have to just go with what the makeup artist wants. But if you're quite clear and direct with the, the makeup artist and what your expectations are, they're a professional, so they'll take it. They'll take it fine. You don't need to feel like you're hurting their feelings or anything like that. But as I said, I feel like it's really good if you can just get all of this out from the get-go. So today I'm going to be sharing with you what I believe you need to be able to look for and communicate with your makeup artist before you hire them, or even if they're already existing within your business structure, you might want to touch base with a few of these points so that you can have a really good and successful working partnership. So I am talking about obviously bringing somebody into your team and working with them. But if you do send your clients to makeup artists, you might just want to have a little bit of a touch base on these specifics. But it is easier if they come into the space that you're working in to be able to sort of have this sort of level of control. And I'm not saying control over the makeup artist, but over the communication, I think is the more the thing. So the first thing I think you really need to be aware of, and I don't think a lot of people ask this from the get-go, is your makeup artist versatile? So when I say this, for me, versatility means that they can do makeup for all ages. Now, I have worked with a lot of makeup artists that are fantastic on doing makeup on skin that looks like theirs. And if they're a 25-year-old beautiful girl with lovely clear skin, beautiful big eyes, fresh looking eyes that don't look tired and, you know, they've got fabulous hair, then of course they're really good at doing, you know, people like them. But can they do someone who is older, who has different skin types or different concerns? That's really, really important to me. So you need to kind of maybe check their work and make sure that they're not just doing all brides because brides tend to be a little bit younger. You want to make sure that they're able to do all ages because as if you've listened to this podcast before, I work mostly myself with women that are 40 plus and their skin obviously has seen a few different things to different ages, but also too, we can have people that come in with concerns like allergies or scarring, or they've got different coloring of skin and things like that. And sometimes makeup artists are used to working in one note and you need to make sure that they've got that versatility in their, in their range to be able to deal with to different people. And also to a lot of my clients are the type of clients that have never had makeup done before. And so they might've had it done 20 years ago at their wedding and they haven't had it done in recent times. And so for them, getting a full face might be very overwhelming. So I need my makeup artist to be confident that she can do both a natural look and a glam look, if you know what I mean. Now, at the same time, I need my makeup artist to be able to do hair. So I want them to be able to do basic hair. Now, for me, that just looks like you know, GHD straightening, a curl, a wave. They need to be able to manage short hair and they need to be able to do great looking ponytails and buns and things like that for me. Now, that's not complicated updos, so that's not what I require, but I do need them to be proficient at being able to shape hair. I have worked with quite a few makeup artists that said that they could do hair and they can't and they sit there and they stress out about it. And if you don't have fantastic hair, you guys know it's really difficult to work with. So you need to make sure that your makeup artist is really good at doing those basics when it comes to styling hair. And I also need to make sure that they've got a really great kit So their kit needs to be able to do all of the above. So they need to have the hair tools, they need to have 
the waxes and the things for short hair and they need to have powders to be able to give definition to flimsy hair and they need to make sure that they can work with all colors skin color tones because that's really important that no one's feeling alienated so I need their kit to be very versatile as well. Now, the second thing I need them to be able to do, and they need to be really good at this, is a natural professional look. Now, I worked in a glamour studio and all of my makeup artists had a great time because we were doing big smoky eyes with the big lashes and all of the things and the big red lips and all of that kind of thing. And that's a makeup artist's dream. Let's be honest, where they get to just basically like, you know, use the, the client's face as a canvas and have lots of fun with it. But for personal branding, they need to be able to pair it back and make it look enhanced, but not obviously done. So we've got to avoid all of those giant lashes. We've got to get rid of the smoky eyes unless the client requests it and that's what they're used to doing. Okay, these guys are not going to a nightclub. They need to look like the them, the person that will actually show up to the meeting or go for a coffee or whatever it is that this person does. How many times have you seen someone's business card and you've seen the photo and then the person's turned up and they just look nothing alike and it's a really massive disconnect? In the business of personal branding, yes, we want the clients to look amazing in their photos, but we don't want them to look alien. So plastering on the makeup is not great with that. Now, another thing that I find some makeup artists can do, and look, this really does, I think, come from the girls that I've worked with that have worked predominantly in the wedding space, is sometimes they can get a little bit too fussy with the contouring, and it's just not necessary on my shoot. So I will say to them, don't worry about the contouring. And to be honest with you, the makeup doesn't even need to last as long as that. Sometimes if I'm just doing a headshot, it only needs to get through 45 minutes. So they don't need to spend as long like preparing the base and, you know, doing all of the fixing and all of that kind of stuff. It just needs to get me through that 45 minutes. So it's important for you to, I guess, communicate that with the makeup artist beforehand. Another thing that I can't stand is shimmer. Oh, it just doesn't photograph well. And I know that it looks amazing when it's in person and in natural light and the glisten on the skin and the highlights and all that kind of thing. But for my photography, it doesn't work. And so I need to make sure that I'm communicating that. And that's part of that natural professional look. You need to be able to talk to your makeup artist beforehand and make sure that that's what they get delivered. Now with that natural professional look, sometimes we do obviously know, and I said this before, that the clients might not have had makeup done before. So sometimes when they see themselves in the mirror, they might get a little bit overwhelmed, but you need to help your makeup artist to communicate that to the client, that it needs to be of a certain level so that it photographs well. Once they're given that insurance or assurance from the makeup artist and from you backing it up, they'll be fine with that, but you just need to make sure that you do put that caveat in and make sure that it's okay for your your makeup artist to use that kind of language because sometimes when someone looks at themselves and gets a little bit overwhelmed, an inexperienced makeup artist can take it really personally and she herself can start to sort of second guess herself and start trying to fix it and you just need to give her the power to say to the client, no, this is what the photographer requires from me. Now, I'm going to take a quick little break and I will be back to share with you more tips on employing a makeup artist with ease. Hi, I'm Ingrid. I'm from Sweden, but I live in Australia. I really recommend the Breakthrough course. It's been a life-changing experience and such a great course. I'm really glad I signed up. My favorite thing with the course is like Paula 
She really wants to help all her students to reach their goal to full potential. And she sees everything as marketing machines. It's been an amazing experience to go on this course and as well all this community group she has built. I really recommend it from all my heart and I don't know what I would have done if I haven't signed up. Thank you. Now, when you're looking at hiring a makeup artist, one thing that I think is very difficult to communicate, and maybe this doesn't come up until after you've worked with them, but I think it really needs to be said beforehand, is that speed is important on a shoot day. Business clients are busy. You're busy. You've got a timeline to keep to, and you don't want your clients to get burnt out at the start because they've been sitting too long in the chair. They end up feeling tired and jaded by the time the shoot comes around. It's just not going to be conduit for having a great shoot. So you need to make sure that you have a specific time that you need your makeup artist to keep to. So for me, this looks like a face in 20 minutes and hair in 20 minutes. Now, It doesn't mean that they can't go over, but I need them to be able and capable of doing that. So I need them to be capable of it. I'm not going to, usually we allow an hour on our photo shoots for hair and makeup, but oftentimes I take the first 10 minutes of that, just going through clothes and helping them to, and having a chat. Okay. I'm very distracting sometimes to my makeup artist. I'm allowed to do that. I'm the boss. (laughs) No, but you need to have that conversation with them and ask them, can they, are they capable of doing a face in 20 minutes and can they do hair in 20 minutes? Now, obviously if you get a woman with like really big, huge, thick hair and if she comes in with wet hair or something like that, you you know, it's not possible, but she needs to be able to do that because I often have multiple clients on the day and I really don't want people waiting around. I just think that's really rude. I hate nothing more than when I've got a dentist or a doctor's appointment and I get there on time and they're running over, which invariably happens in that. But you know, like if you go to a hairdresser or something like that, if you're sitting there for half an hour before they even look at you or tend to you, it's really disrespectful of you and your time. And I think that photo shoots should be the same and they should all, as much as you can, work on time. So I love my, my makeup artist nothing more than to warm my clients up with good conversation and I love hearing chat when I'm kind of walking in and out of the room. But some will stop and talk, okay? So you need them to keep moving forward. So you need to discuss this ahead of time. You need to be really clear with them. And I'm going to be really honest with you. On each shoot, pretty much, I set my expectations for how long they've got. I tell my makeup artist, you need to be done with this person because this one's coming in on top of you and blah, blah, blah. And I need to keep them to the timing. So sometimes, obviously, things will run over and I'll just go in and sort of give a little nod and maybe kind of, you know, look at the watch and sort of let them know that we need to keep things moving. Or other times I can go in and communicate to my makeup artist that she can slow down and she's got a little bit more time up her sleeve if for whatever reason that I need it. But the fact that I know that Melina can come in and she can do it and if I need to, she can, you know, I don't want to say bang out, but she can she can do a really good face in 20 minutes. That gives me the confidence to be able to book some shoot days where we've got, you know, we might have 20 people where we're shooting in businesses and things like that. And I, I have the confidence because I know that she can produce the results and I know that I won't have like people bored and standing around. And when I do those multiple shoot days where we've got you know, four people on one shoot, it's super important, integral to the 
to the day that the timing at the start of the day is impeccable and that it comes in and that everything is running on up to speed because those days are so well timed and everything sort of needs to happen exactly so so that I can fit everything in that if the makeup slows things down then everything will go awry so be clear (laughs) oh that leads perfectly into my next point which is you need to be clear about what your expectations are on the shoot day I firmly believe that if you have these conversations before the shoot it saves any awkwardness afterwards so the first thing that I'm really strict about is that the conversation is all about the client and her business now it doesn't mean that my makeup artists don't have the wherewithal to meander away from that conversation but that's definitely where the conversation needs to start and we allow the client to lead the conversation away from that if she wants to there's no talking about negative things there's no bringing whatever happened that morning into the photo shoot if your kids were annoying you or anything like that this is her time this is her safe space it's not about us It's not about negative things and especially not about negative body image. I cannot tell you how many makeup artists that I had working for me over the years that I've seen that are a size 8 or a size 10 and they're sitting there with a woman who is a plus size girl and they're sitting there bitching about their bodies. That is an absolute harsh no-no on my photo shoots. Imagine that if you're sitting there and she's sitting there and talking about that stuff in front of you and you're a bigger size to her. What is that saying about you and how is that setting up your headspace for standing in front of a in front of a camera and being completely vulnerable? No, 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 no. So I do talk to makeup artists before the photo shoot if they're new about that because that is uh, like that is a real sticky point for me. Now, one other thing that I've got a real problem with, and I've seen this happen a lot, probably particularly on the wedding days, but a couple of makeup artists tried this in my studio when I had it and I quickly shut it down, but I don't want any of my makeup artists taking photos of the clients for their own Instagram pages. No, 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 no. What happens here is a lot of the time is the makeup artists want before and afters and I understand that if they're running their own jobs but when they come onto my photo shoot it's a hard no. One thing I don't want is my client feeling like there's multiple cooks in the kitchen. That's a big big thing for me but I also don't want them seeing those photos so makeup artists have a habit of like you know posting the photo within 24 hours which is fair enough that's what they want to do for their own marketing purposes and I get that but it ruins the experience for my client it ruins their experience of being photographed by me because I have a special skill set in order to be able to do things I find the makeup artists will just like put push their face towards the light and go turn your face turn your head and they'll kind of go around multiple angles makeup artists out there I promise you I'm not bitching on you you do this on your time but don't do it on ours <laughs> that's what I'm saying so the thing is for me is that it's really important that the first time she steps in front of a lens it's with me and it's with my guidance and it's with my hug that I give her through the lens you know like all of that relationship building if they just sort of feel like they're kind of there for marketing for someone else's business it's just a real disconnect um, and also I don't want them somehow getting a sneak peek of a photo that someone else has taken, not with the enhancement of the client in mind. They're taking it to make their makeup look good, but not necessarily to make the client look good. You know, when they kind of come in really close on 
like a 45 degree angle of her eye and her face and stuff like that. It's not, it's a study of the makeup. It's not a enhancing of the client's features or anything like that. So I don't want the client to see that first vision of herself before she sees my photos. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't want it to be about marketing the makeup artist business because we're there to market the client's business. That's what the whole day is for. So no getting her phone out during a shoot, whether it be to take photos or to check her Instagram, whatever. Uh, there's nothing worse for me than having someone who's on the team sitting there on their phone and flicking through their Instagram. That, again, is a big no-no for me. So you need to just be clear about that because especially um, a few makeup artists that I've worked with, they've come from doing fashion and they're used to having downtime and not having to be on the clock as such. Like, I'm not saying not on the clock, but they don't have to be as present with the client because they're working with models. On my shoot, I want her there with her brushes coming in and judging my client, you know, in between. Even if the client doesn't necessarily need it, sometimes just like, you know, flicking her hair or touching her face, it makes her feel like she is a model for the day. And that's what I want my makeup artist to do. So she's there for touch-ups. She's there for changes. She's there for judging. If I hand her my phone to do behind the scenes, she can do that. But she's definitely not there doing it for herself. That's a hundred percent. And I know that this sounds like I'm really, really controlling, but I'm not. This is a really simple three minute conversation or a typed email beforehand to get all of this out there so that you don't have these pitfalls. Okay. So this is what this episode is all about. is just helping you to have the language to be able to have a chat with somebody and just make sure that these are the things that you address before they come in. Now, one of the biggest things I think is really important, and this is my final point, is negotiating rates. And I know that this is probably the place that feels the ickiest and it's the hardest to maybe to confront if you're not good with talking about money and things like that. But you want to make sure that not only she, your makeup artist is happy with the rates, but you're happy with them too. You're not going to try and undercut anybody, but you do need to be clear about money and around timing so that it's fair for everyone. There's nothing worse than having someone sort of like have to depart your shoot early because they had to go get their kids or they didn't think that they were going to get paid or whatever it is. You need to have these conversations around what the expectations are from a financial point of view and a timing kind of view so that the rates are really clear and they're out there. They're, they're out there and they're said. So you've got a few different options here. Obviously, you can do per person. So standard typical rates can go anywhere from $90 to $150. Some, I know some makeup artists are charging upwards of around $180 to even $250 per person. But you need to negotiate how that works for you and for your business. Now, What I found and what worked for me was that I was able to go to my makeup artist. I sent out a blast email when I, in the early days of my studio to the makeup artists that I loved working with because the rates were starting to get a little bit out of control when I was doing it per person because oftentimes I would have four or five people in a shoot and it was just becoming really radically expensive for me. So I decided to put out an email that clearly stated what I was willing to pay. I was willing to pay a certain amount per person up front for one person and then a per hour after that because to me the effort to come and do the job was, you know, obviously you have to bring your kid in and do all of those sorts of things. I understand that. But once she was there, oftentimes she wasn't doing extra people. She was just standing around doing the shushing. Or other times she was doing extra people, but it was minimal makeup, particularly when we're talking like teenagers and kids and things like that. So I negotiated and I sent out an email that said this. Now, a couple of makeup artists said that they weren't willing to work for that. And that is totally fine too. Thank you so much. I honor you. 
and I thank you for the service that you've given me, but I am, this is what I'm willing to pay now. So if you're not willing to work with me on this level, I said goodbye to them. And that was totally fine. There was a bunch of women that were glad to get midweek work, that were glad to get work that was in school hours and it wasn't on weekends, that were maybe looking to transition out of weddings, which are quite lucrative and they can charge extra higher rates on the weekends. And that is natural because the type of makeup that they need to do is more time intensive and it is, you know, it does need to last longer. So there is more product involved and there's more expertise that's involved. But for my ladies that I needed just a quick 45, you know, we're talking 45 minute face to last, I needed women that were willing to work at different rates. And so I negotiated those ahead of time. So it was super clear. You get this amount for the first person and then X amount per hour after that. And then it's up to me on the shoot day to control the time. I know when I'm running in over time, if I've got a projected shoot that was supposed to take three hours and now we're running into four hours, that's up to me as the shooter to decide, is this worth the financial investment with the makeup artist? And do I think that I'm going to get you know, more extra sales out of it, but also to, did I negotiate this with the makeup artist before? Does she know that we potentially we're going to run into the four or the five hours and that kind of thing? So you need to be clear about that obviously beforehand. Now these days I actually have decided to change my way of working. So we are working with more what I would call like condensed shoot days. And so I'm offering half day and full day rates to my makeup artists. So they know that there's one rate for a half day, one rate for a whole day. Now, some days a half day isn't four hours, it can run into five hours. And some days a whole day is not eight hours, it can come in at six or seven hours. And so my makeup artists sort of are very understanding of that and they charge accordingly. If we've had a week of consistent Paula running over the clock, which can happen, naturally when the invoice comes in, it might have a little bit of extra tagged onto the half day or the full day rate if I have kind of exceeded what I was supposed to do. And that's totally fine too. I'm well aware of those fees and I know when they're coming and I'm prepared for that because we have negotiated those ahead of time. And then also too, you might have things like travel fees that come involved. So some days when we drive, you know, an hour and a half to go to a photo shoot, I understand that there's a travel fee that my makeup artist is going to charge me, but I've already on charge that to the client. So that's already sorted out from my end and we're all good. I'm all good with that. And most of the time, my makeup artist that I work with the most, Melina, um, she lives nearby me. So I like to pick her up. So we have the banter in the car. There's the team of three of us. And so she might still charge me travel fee, but obviously the petrol is on me. But I like that. I hope today's episode has helped you because working with makeup artists can be tricky, particularly if you're working with dominant personalities. But I think if you can work all of these things that I've mentioned out before you even begin working together, then you have the the potential to have a really lovely and beautiful working relationship. As I mentioned earlier, I'm still friends with makeup artists that I worked with 15, 20 years ago. And the girls that I work with today, I consider some of my closest friends. And that's because our working relationship is fine. It's separate. It's all good. And we, these communication lines between us are really open. And I'm really good at saying to someone, if I don't like something, I'm really quick and easy to say, can you change something and communicate really effectively with them on the, on the day? So that that way there's no, there's nothing left sitting in the tank. You know, there's nothing worse than sort of getting a bill from someone or getting work that you just didn't feel right with. And there was, you know, these sort of little niggly things sitting around you and, then what might happen is you let a really good makeup artist go because you're not great at communicating. 
do what you can. You know, if you're not great at sort of having face-to-face, just write it in an email. It's totally fine. Hey, I just want to get clear on a few of these things. There's been a few issues coming up and I just want to get this sorted. Can we just, this is what, this is what my expectations are going forward. Does this feel okay with you? And if you just list it out like that and put it into an email, it's, really easy and they'll probably be grateful for you too because there might be some things that they want to communicate back with you so if you've already got that working relationship you can go and and knock on the door like that but if you can have something that's formal arrangement and it's just a pdf or it's something that you can send out to all of your makeup artists before they start working with you which itemizes all of this then you're all on the same page and then she can decide if she wants to work with you within the confines of what you've established for her in terms of boundaries expectations and all of those kind of things. So again, I hope this episode has helped you if this is a stuck point for you because I want to see you working really successfully with a beautiful team around you like I get to. It is really wonderful when you have that sort of, you know, close-knit community around you that you know that sort of has your back if you're having a tough day but also that can really enhance the experience for your clients and obviously make them all look beautiful. So If you've enjoyed this, please maybe think about rating or reviewing me. I would love to have your support and it really helps for more people to get to listen to this podcast. And if you've got any questions that you would like answered, please make sure that you reach out, DM me on Instagram or shoot us an email. I will pop the links for those in the show notes so that that way you can make sure that you get your questions answered by me. I look forward to connecting with you next time. You sure you can handle?